0: Well, the life and times carry on as uh, as per normal as it gets now. That's fair. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. yeah. I surely do. Wow, it's a hot RBI take there. Brett oh, it sucks, does it? Jeez. <laughs> well, uh,
0: anybody have any other news to get in there? I don't know. Just... It just sucks.
1: Yeah, we're kinda ass deep in the COVID crawl right now, so. She ain't coming along like she was.
0: Uh.
2: they did a, they did set a date for the next D3. Oh
0: sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. That ain't happening. Yeah. Uh James, you sound like you're underneath a heavy blanket.
1: That's confusing. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, that's better. Yeah? Okay.
1: Um, I might have literally been covering my face with my hands for a second there. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's understandable. Sometimes you gotta hold your face in your hands. So the only way you. to keep it off the desk. Mm. That's correct. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to PressX to Podcast. It's the podcast from your friends at COG Connected. My name's Paul, and alongside me today, I've got. Rhett and James.
2: Hello, hello. Hello, everybody.
0: I wasn't sure if that was going to work or you just talk over each other, but you were gentlemanly about it.
2: Yeah, I laid out. I laid out. I wanted James to go first. I feel like he deserves the the, the first spot there.
1: That's uh, super
0: fucking cool of you, Rhett.
2: Thanks, bro.
0: I got to know what you know
2: that I don't know that James gets priority. Uh, Seniority. I believe seniority does matter. Um it's not the end all be all but uh yeah age before beauty as they say as well I suppose.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeming 5 or 6% less cool of you but you know what still <laughs> firmly in the cool
2: category Rhett. Appreciate that. I'll get the still, 5 or 6%. Back. Pre- By the end of the episode yeah. I'll have it back.
1: All right. Well, that's uh, that's confidence I can get behind. <laughs>
0: So how are you guys doing? Being all cooped up and, you know, just kind of being at home. What's that like for you? I know we're video gamers, but it's still, uh, you know, it's a
2: thing. It's a, it's a difference. It's a change. Well, it's not, it's not bad because uh, another two weeks have come and gone and another two weeks uh, corona-free. So you really can't be just too mad at it. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It sucks. We've had some nice days. We've also had some shitty days in there, so that helps. But uh, we've had some nice weather, man. Spring. Spring is looking good out there. Yeah.
0: It has definitely sprung. Yeah. uh, Especially in the last week or so here. Yeah. Uh, The good news is that we are living through maybe the hottest first few months of video games ever. Like there's a lot of insanely good video games on the market right now. And Rhett, I need you to kick us off by talking about RBI baseball twenty twenty.
2: Okay, well RBI baseball twenty twenty sucks ass. And uh even if you see it for free, I, I recommend that you run far, far away. <laughs> um I don't really know what to say about a game that completely spits in the face of baseball fans. I mean, how can you claim to be working for the MLB and you're producing a game that, uh, I mean, it's just a complete lack. And I understand that it's an arcade baseball game, but it's just a complete lack of a of of a representation of the sport. You know, uh, arcade, okay. I've, I've played a lot of good arcade baseball games. Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball is one of, if not the greatest baseball games ever made. Uh, so I, I reference this in my review that I, I don't need fancy graphics and a bunch of modes to, to have fun. But like every single play in the game, this is just one quick example, but every single play in the game, almost nine times out of ten, let's say you hit a ground ball to the shortstop and it, it looks like it's going to roll past him. The shortstop will move two feet over and the ball will like teleport into his glove. There's no there's no animation for him like picking the ball up. The ball just teleports into his glove and then he tosses it over. It's, it's just like, Mm. yeah, it's just so poorly made. You can see, you can really feel the lack of budget, you know, James, you sound like you're going to say something there.
1: Well, I have a lot of questions, not being Mm. a sportsman, not being Mm. a man of the sport. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm incredibly curious as to what, what are the granular nitty gritty details, but why this game, gargles such titanic balls now the like garbagey animation hoppy clippy nonsense you just described that's a great start but what 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 would be like in your your top three things that ground your gears into dust about rbi baseball 20
2: sears mannequin player models i mean these guys got a, as much life as a bag of hammers uh i don't like I said in the review that even if you play a full season and you win the world series, what's the point? Because your players aren't going to show a single shred of emotion on their faces. And that's one thing that I always look for, not only in, uh, in sports games, but in real sports as well. Like that's what makes them so compelling. and so fun to watch is seeing players react to situations and, and seeing them talk shit. We were talking last time about talking shit and crushing dingers. Uh, that's what people want to see, you know? Shit-talking is a big part of sports. And when you've got just a bunch of mannequins playing the game, it's tough to get invested in it. Uh, So that, for sure. Um, It does lack modes. Like, there's exhibition mode and season mode, essentially. There's a home run derby, but um, the home run derby, I guess that leads into my, my other big gripe with the game is, like, the hitting mechanics are all out of whack. It's completely fucked, man. And again, like, I know that... As a baseball game fan and as a PlayStation uh, user, I'm spoiled in that I get the show, MLB the show. I know it's coming to the other consoles, but uh, when, you're, when you come from like the greatest baseball game to a game that like barely even tries, uh, yeah, a lot of things stick out and the hitting mechanics really are what stood out to me in RBI baseball. Um, there's just like, to compare it to the show, you can aim essentially where you want to, uh, you know, put the bat over the plate. If you want to swing high, swing low, swing outside, like you can aim your bat and kind of uh, uh, work where you want to swing. But in RBI baseball, you've got no control over the hitter. It's hold your action button down and he'll, he'll swing. And I mentioned uh, again in the review that one of the big things with baseball and and hitting is, of course, timing your power with your release. You know, your your wind up and then your release and, and and timing power with that. And in RBI baseball, like it just comes down to timing your release and they take the power out of it. So you're missing like half of what makes hitting fun to do. Uh and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's it's like super glaring, man. It's it's really bad. You no matter how much I played like I couldn't get used to it. Uh, um Again, going back to my review, like I I couldn't find a difference in a swing that would send a ground ball to the pitcher and a swing that would be a home run. It was just tap X and see what happens. Um, yeah. So just just a lot of the fundamentals, a lot of the mechanics. You know, they talk about like a five tool player in baseball. Well, this game is a one tool player. Um, yeah, <laughs> sucks, man.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, that sounds argues. like absolute garbage. Yeah. And it's
2: hot garbage not- and I I gave it a a steamy score of 35, so I I guess that is is all that uh, you need to know about it. I I appreciated the fact actually that in our positives and negatives, I had one positives talking about the pitching mechanics and uh whoever edited the review they, I I, I, they, I guess they needed to add something to the positive, so they added Christian Yelich looks good on the cover.
1: <laughs> wow,
2: <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. But it's actually true. The cover is pretty nice.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a pretty sick burn. <laughs> um, you, you really didn't hold back in this review. There's there's a lot of shade being cast, and uh, it
2: sounds like rightfully so. I came off of a game that I reviewed as a 94. So, like, you know, I just especially didn't have time for such bullshit. Uh, yeah, this one sucked. Well,
0: why don't we just transition immediately into that 94, which was, of course, Resident Evil 3.
2: hmm Yeah.
0: Uh, and that uh, is... Uh, it's getting a little bit of heat on the internet. People don't think it's as good as RE2. And uh, to that I say, I think they're wrong. I enjoy this game a lot more than RE2.
2: I think a lot of it has to do with the setting and the characters. I know that Jill is beloved, but I think that more people are inclined to, um, I don't know, Leon, to to like Leon, to to, to want to play as Leon. Uh, and then, yeah, the setting as well. I, I do think that... I don't know. Even though like you're running around all these different places and, and in the remake, man, the new locations look gorgeous. And in RE3 specifically, I'm talking about, but, uh, I think people just Mm -hmm. like the police station setting more, you know, the tight knit it. It's, I I think that the second game does feel more like a horror game. And so if you're, if that's what you're going for, then sure. Uh, RE3 for sure started to take the the series in a more actiony direction. Um, not so much as RE four, but Yeah, yeah. I, I mean think those it, it is things. kind of
0: a weird middle ground sometimes, but mm-hmm. I do appreciate what they've done in really leaning into that speedrun culture that um lashed onto RE2 and I think RE three is a way even better uh canvas for that to be applied to for, for speedrunning. Um And I've talked to quite a few people who already are trying to optimize and trying to find the, the, you know, the optimal path through the game to get that time down. Um, But even if you don't play it that way, I don't know. I think that the setting is a lot more compelling being out in Raccoon City and, you know, checking out the hospital and checking out those different areas. You you get a little bit more variety than just doing the loops around the police station, Mm. which, you know, is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. It had, you know scored pretty highly on our top 10 games of last year but for me i think this game is more entertaining
2: yeah yeah it's it's tough to argue that uh it plays just as good if not better uh the the effects are a little bit better like i feel like the way that the flesh pulls and tears off the zombies is a little bit better i felt like uh, mm-hmm. the skulls exploding you know when you land that perfect headshot i felt like that was a little bit better the sound effect the sound design is really amazing in in the re3 remake as well um yeah like i was saying got- in our am uh, sorry i was saying in our little uh video uh that we did on on last monday um that this game like definitely got more of the hollywood treatment and that's like like, two thumbs up is what I'm saying with that. It's it's great that it did get that because, uh, yeah, it makes the game so much fun to play.
0: There's a lot of little touches. Like, even at the very beginning of the game, like, um, spoilers for the first five minutes of RE3 when uh, Nemesis first gets his hands on Jill and she's shooting at him and it's kind of ripping up the packaging that he's been packaged in. Um, little touches like that really make it a much more realistic experience, and I found it easier to connect to the story of the characters. Yeah. Um, but what I really, really need to know from you, Rhett and James, uh, you're going to want to Google this right away. What do you think of Carlos's hair? Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> Isn't it just epic? Yeah, <clears throat> there's an unbelievable amount of it. Mm-hmm. And
2: he rocks it. Oh, no product.
0: Right. He just, he owns it.
2: No, it's great flow. One of the better heads of hair I've seen in gaming in the past few years. Uh, I would only hope that we continue to see flow like this in the Resident Evil series. I wow. can't really think of anybody like that has better hair in an RE game.
1: Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty top shelf, I gotta say.
2: It's so thick. Don't you want to just run your fingers through it? <laughs> no,
1: he looks like he's been busy fighting and murdering people. And that's not great for the hair. Yeah, i'm I'm glad i'm glad it's holding up as well as it is
0: but uh yeah yeah, i don't don't want to put my hands in there right this second (laughs) i gotta believe that my man carlos takes time to condition every once in a while though
1: true 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 generally speaking probably a really great probably a really
2: great head of hair in that respect as well i wonder how many people worked on that was that one guy designing that head of hair did they have a team
0: if I had to guess, I'm gonna say it's a team, but if that's yeah. one person's work, like pick any job you want. CEO Straight of the up. world.
2: <laughs> yeah. Straight up. Jill's hair doesn't look that good. Oh no, it looks like
0: trash. They probably should have <laughs> just put uh Carlos's mop on top of her too.
2: For sure, man. Or just deleted Jill from the game. This could have just been an all <laughs> Carlos adventure.
0: I mean, Carlos does really wreck shop in the back (laughs) half of that game. He's just mowing fools down. He does, he does. Yeah. RE3, one of the fantastic games that's been coming out in the last few weeks. There are just so many. I I can barely even keep up. It seems like, to me, I feel like I reviewed Doom months ago. Mm. That was, like, we talked about that last podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty fresh still.
2: Pretty fresh. The last thing uh, I would say about Resident Evil 3 is uh, that I've been finally able to get into the multiplayer side of things, and that's feeling like a pretty big stinker to me. Um, look out for the, the review, but yeah, it's not anywhere near as fun as the single player. Yeah. I,
0: yeah.
2: I yeah I which dabbled is too bad. A little bit, it's, it's right? fine. Yeah, but... It, it just doesn't feel right. it feels like if it, it feels a little sloppier, a little uh, bit less technically uh you know technically inclined, i suppose uh yeah, it just feels off. It doesn't feel like the single player does
0: I just find I don't know what they were going for with no. that. what did they want to create? Did they want to make Friday the thirteenth did they want to
2: make like the last of us as multiplayer? I'm not really sure what the goal was. I hate to say it, but it feels like it was just something that was tacked on just because. I I love the fact that they have like characters and and levels and progression and cosmetics and all that. Uh, Every multiplayer game should have that sort of stuff. But yeah, once you get in there, man, it's just not very fun.
0: Well, uh, in any case, I'm sure we can look forward to the mod that puts Carlos's hair onto Jill's head. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's in, well in the works by this point. Right. If and
1: not, we put it out there. So, you know, look for that in the next month or so. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> We've now incepted it into reality. <laughs> um, James. Yes, sir. Do we want to talk about final fantasy seven remake? We put up a video yesterday where you and I flapped gums for a good half an hour about it. Yep. Um, but I think it's worthy of another Chatteroo with uh, rett
2: hmm
1: Well, um, I'm gonna get into some more semi-spoilery stuff depending on how pure your experience wants to be. Um, let's just... av-
0: let's avoid the ending, which I've heard is quite controversial.
1: Oh well, I'm not there yet, so oh, don't okay. worry about that. All right, all right. Um, all right. I- I'm 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 one man putting in maybe seven or eight hours a day, and I'm not there yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay, well, let's do some spoilery stuff and uh, limit it to five minutes. So if you're listening to this, come back in five minutes, and it'll be all good.
1: Okay, so from the top, Wall Market is everything i hoped it would be and more yes um basically for those not familiar and if you're not then you're not listening to this because you skipped ahead because of spoilers why am i even saying this anyways <laughs> it's the place where uh all the sin and the vice in midgar goes to hang out and congregate and gather and the place looks so good i want to visit there in real life even though i know it doesn't exist and it bothers the hell out of me Like, you just see all these hot young people just partying, having drinks, congregating outside of various little shops and bars and stuff like that. And you're like, fuck, I want to be there so bad right now. And, And the thing that I was hoping for that they absolutely captured was that the whole energy of that entire section is delightfully, almost uncomfortably horny. Just about from start to finish. Like... Every like the the don Don Corneo is like the nastiest motherfucker you've ever met. He's amazing uh the whole section where cloud gets into his mansion is pretty incredible uh the girls get classed up for this encounter in a way that uh I'm sure lots of people appreciate you know lots of people out there who are originally big fans of these characters. they're gonna be bigger fans of these characters going forward because uh. <clears throat> yeah wow anyways so also there's like this massage scene and it's really weird for two reasons one because it's hands and that's you know so the person is fully clothed and so how horny could it possibly get the answer in part two is very it's very horny i just i just really i really need you to understand and visualize and and come with me in this journey of somebody getting weirdly just like revved up about this hand massage it's it's a wild section (laughs) okay and they flesh it right out to the whole wall market area it's really cool um they a lot of the like the original version had these weird timing based mini games and all these weird little like fun challenges to do and this version brings all that back and so you have to do all these crazy, weird button time you press these challenges. And there's these weird little esoteric things you would have had to have known beforehand going in in order to change the outcome of certain events. And it's just like, ah, uh, it's it perfectly encapsulates what was cool and weird about the original version. Well, like cranking up the like the weird and the horny a notch and uh, the like there's a dance sequence towards the end that is just. I'm so glad I captured that on video so I can go back and
0: watch it again because it is wild. And uh, that uh, that's what hooked me when we started talking yesterday is immediately your your one of your very first comments was that everyone is just uncomfortably hot. And I'm very pleased to hear that maximum hotness has been attained just consistently throughout the game.
1: I, I need everybody to understand that I... It it has been a really long time. My entire adult life I've gone without forming any sort of like <clears throat> parasocial sexual bonds with fictional characters in video games. And I am having feelings about these people. <laughs> They're complicated and gross and weird and all consuming. And I feel like I'm 14 or like playing seven or eight for the first time. And it's just like, oh, man, I love these characters so much, and in a weird way, and it's just like it's bringing me right back to that energy. Like, somehow, it's just... It's it's perfect psychological sexual time travel. I had no idea this was even a thing that could happen in video games to an adult. It is unreal.
2: Sounds like you need a cigarette.
0: He's He's smoking right now. Oh. Just from... You know, every pore in his body, smoke uh, is pouring out. So, From uh, every there, orifice, yes. There's too much heat um, inside. It just can't be kept yeah. in. Uh, uh, James, what was your relationship with the original release of this game?
1: Um, I played it a few years after it came out. I think in 2001. Okay. I think 2000, 2001. I played it for the first time properly. Well, not properly, actually what happened was I played it poorly like an idiot would, got to like disc two, and had fucked up so badly in my character progression that I was like, you know what, I'm gonna start again. So I did. Um, mm. <laughs> but I, I, I had more of a like strong bond with Cloud. It was like the first time I'd ever really fallen in love with the character because of their like woefully unreliable narrative perspective. And that's something that I've developed a a really strong affection for in media in general. Like, I love it. I love it when somebody's experience turns out to later be, like, fractured or false or, like, flipped on its head. It's just like, oh, that person was crazy the whole time. I love that shit. So that was definitely, like, uh, the nature of my bond there. It was actually Final Fantasy VIII, I think, which was the first time I was like, oh, I love these characters so much.
0: So given that this... You know, it sounds like it was kind of at least partially formative for your opinion on games going forward and into your adult life. How do you think people that never had that experience are going to react to this thing?
1: I think if you take away the nostalgia that Final Fantasy VII Remake falls squarely in line with the direction that Square has been taking for Final Fantasy games, like it has a lot of that stuff it carries with it, um the quest and side quest system the um the way the combat has evolved the uh the visuals and the graphics it all feels very like uh out of place in time kind of like you could you can you can't really peg like what year this is supposed to take place or or how to compare it to our own history Mm -hmm. um and like the way they they handle uh summons and mythical creatures and stuff like that it all very much falls in line with how Final Fantasy has evolved so I feel like anybody who's loved previous games like uh, 15 or like 13 or 10 or 14 or anything like that uh, those people are probably gonna have a pretty damn good time with Final Fantasy 7 Remake I do recognize and admit that I have a certain bias about this game and I accept that this is going to keep me from delivering a completely objective report on it. But uh, if nothing else, I feel like people are going to have some things to say about how fucking good it looks.
0: Yeah, it really does. Um, thats I mean, there's plenty of things you can say about this game that are objectively that it's good. Um, but graphically, wow. Uh, wow. Wow. It's it's stunning, especially the characters that I'm constantly blown away by how good they look. It's it's unreal. <laughs> and not just in the uh maximum hotness kind of category, it's like in you know, texture detail and um physical rendering and animation, it's it's all super super high quality. There's
1: one there's one weird thing I've noticed and I'm playing on a regular PS4 is that sometimes like parts of the character model when they interact with other parts of the same character model you get some weird things that happen like don corneo has a a big nasty gold medallion on his hairy chest like you would expect Mm. and when he talks and capers (laughs) around the room it'll swing back and forth over top of his chest hairs and it leaves these weird furrows or trails like it's rapidly pressing them down and they're reforming as the wow. the the medallion moves like a pendulum and i think there was one other point where i saw like parts of, the, of a character model interact with other parts and it was just like oh that's wild it's like a bug but like the strangest semi-functional kind of bug and i'm really curious to see how that's going to manifest elsewhere but yeah
0: that's that's what i got <laughs> man yeah i'm struggling to process just this sheer number of amazing video games. Um, I think probably from here on, maybe there's going to be a bit more of a lull or a few fewer of those great games are going to be coming out. But, I mean, if you sat me down and said, hey, can you pick 10 games that you would put on a list of top 10 games for 2020 as of today? I could do it. Mm. Yeah.
1: I could do it pretty easily. Uh, Yeah, it wouldn't be that hard. So listeners at home may hear a noise in the background yes that is a nightly ritual i don't know if it's everywhere but it's definitely in my neighborhood where at seven o'clock every night the locals will get out their pots and pans and their cooking implements and bang them and whoop and holler as a sort of show of solidarity to the healthcare workers in the area Mm -hmm.
2: yeah they'll bang their pots and pans but then they'll buy up all the fucking masks so there's none to go to the hospitals
1: um, yeah. I kind of feel like the people doing this and the people doing that aren't necessarily <laughs> the same people. But
0: I mean, I would hope not. Hey, yeah. Uh, I have an interesting perspective on this, being that I used to work in a hospital. Okay. Uh, used to be a healthcare professional before I started doing other things, and interestingly, seven p.m. is one of two times during the day where you can be basically assured that zero healthcare workers will be able to hear what you're doing. (laughs) Uh, Because shift change is at 7pm, and the people who are on day shift, they're still doing their charting and whatnot. And the people that are working the night shift have been there for a half an hour already. Uh, So everybody's inside. Nobody's hearing this uh, unless they happen to get on Twitter later and they hear all the pot bashing and banging. But I do uh, appreciate the sentiment of wanting to be there for people, as long as that's genuine and not another oh, yeah. way for people to get fake internet points. All day. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of dystopic wastelands, let's talk about Half-Life Alex. Please, let's. I have...
1: Uh, I'm, I'm incredibly curious about this game and how it's landed and whether it's going well and it's first steps out into the world.
0: It is... A pretty remarkable achievement. Um, if you think about the Half-Life franchise, pretty much every one of those games did something that hadn't been done well before. Like ha- The original Half-Life kind of set the original bar for first-person storytelling. And Half-Life 2 set up physics as a thing that exists in all games, even now. Like, a lot of the physics are basically the same as they were in Half-Life 2. Mm so 13 years later they're bringing out a new half-life game and you know you'd have to expect that they need to do something really interesting and new to satisfy the fan base and they didn't really do that here but what they (laughs) did do and it's equally as successful if not more this might be my favorite of the half-life games um is take everything that's been good in any VR game and do almost all of them to perfection mm. huh. with some of the sharpest polish I think I've ever seen in any game. Um, it's ridiculous how polished this game is and how immersed you feel in the environment, um, especially anytime you're interacting with another character. The way they follow you around the room if you move or the kind of depth that you see in their eyes, there's no such thing as a flat character, even if they're not a human character in this game. Hmm. Um, It's no doubt the best VR game I've ever played. It's not close. However, I'm sure somebody is going to mod this thing and people will be able to play it without VR, Mm -hmm. and it won't hold up there. Right. (laughs) because, Because of the encounters. A VR encounters by needs, they can't throw too many things at you. They can throw, you know, three or four bad guys at you at once, or a few head crabs, or whatever it is, and and to be able to manage it, it needs to be that few. They can't throw 20, 30 guys at you like they would in a, you know, a Call of Duty or some other first-person shooter. So when they strip out the VR mechanics, probably those combat segments aren't going to hold up quite as well. And another big part of this game is the interactivity. Of the environment. Um, it does a great job of leading you to want to poke around the environment, to want to pick up that box and shake it out and um, do VR things for gameplay reasons, not just because it's fun to pick up something and throw it in VR. Um, hmm. And they kind of lead you into those scenarios and wanting to explore that environment with tiny little breadcrumb trails. Um, you know, 90 seconds into the game, there's a window and a bunch of markers laying around. And if you happen to turn and look at the window, you'll be like, oh, I wonder if I can pick up these markers. Yep, you sure can. You can draw on the window, it works really well. I saw somebody on YouTube was like a math professor did a math lesson in Half Life Alex in VR. Wow. Drawing on the windows.
2: Uh, I saw <clears throat> somebody draw a cock and balls.
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: that's maybe the fourth thing I drew. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great story as well. It walks a really fine line between being quite serious and being charming and whimsical. Um, You're kind of your companion for a lot of the game is a guy called Russell, who's played by Rhys Davies. Okay. And he's hilarious. He's an outstanding voice actor, actually, and brings a lot of levity to situations where you might be going into more of a survival horror kind of area where you know you got a flashlight and you gotta look around and because it's VR, you gotta have a flashlight and look in the dark corners. But Russell is constantly barking in your ear with just ridiculousness.
2: You know what this sounds a lot like is Portal. Not not the same settings, but as far as being fun and whimsical, not always serious um but then there's like some like really dark horror elements going on at the same time kind of sounds like portal
0: yeah a little bit now that you say it um
2: I, i'm voice. curious
0: who wrote it now if it was uh, some of the portal staff who were were helming yeah. this thing
2: uh which which uh system did you play it on
0: i am playing it on an oculus rift s okay okay yeah um, it sounds like pretty much any VR headset out there, as long as it plugs into a windows PC will work. Right. Um, I've been pretty happy with how the Rift S works. It, yeah. Obviously the fidelity is still a limitation. It's going to be a limitation for a long time when it comes to VR. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've done such a good job designing the environments and, and designing the areas that you are exploring It feels just real enough. Let's put it that way.
2: Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. I would love to buy a headset that could actually run this thing, because this is easily a top five game this year on my list, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I guess once this quarantine thing is over, I'm going to have to come over and play it.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I didn't expect to like it as much as I do because I think I said on a, a previous podcast I'm not, you know, a huge VR snob, love everything VR, and I'm not the hugest Half Life guy either. But this is, it's a top notch game. There's, I remember, no I remember saying
2: it. though that this could very well be the one to convince you of VR of its potential. Is is this that? Did it do it? Yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah, it did. Nice. Um, that's probably what the subtitle on my review is going to be, is something like VR's first AAA game. Yeah. First real AAA game, something like that. Yeah, right. It's, uh, yeah, it's a real accomplishment, real achievement. And <laughs> kudos to them for keeping it under wraps and just kind of dropping it out of nowhere a few months ahead of
2: release. I must say, though, that is pretty cool that we're finally in a time now where we have it may only be one but it's going to be the first of many a a game that can stand next to god of war to metal gear you know to uncharted to the last of us whatever you know all these Mm -hmm. these major triple a games i think it's pretty cool that we're finally getting going you know we're finally getting going as far as uh having things that can compete and can hold up it's not going to be long before we start to see the two blend together you know until we see uh, Uncharted VR. or Yeah. I mean, based yeah. on storytelling and stuff, it's absolutely
0: in that tier. Right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else have you been playing? Rhett, did you ever actually play Cooking Mama? Because it got but, pulled from the eShop, didn't it? it?
2: Yeah. So, I have the game. Okay. Uh, it was actually a physical copy that was sent to me, which... Is also from what I'm seeing, it's pretty difficult to find at the moment. Um, so yes, I have played a little bit of it. Uh, early impressions are that, unfortunately, it seems as if it's like pulled directly from a cell phone. You know, it feels very <sighs> much like mobile Cooking Mama uh, put onto the Switch. It doesn't. It doesn't have like the same. I don't know, it doesn't have the same smoothness, the same feel, the same... It, it definitely has some of the charm, of course, but uh, I don't know. It just feels very bare bones. It feels stripped down. And again, I'm very early on. I've only done a few things in it. But um, yeah, just early impressions are not as good as I was hoping they were going to be. And fair enough. Like That's, that's really uh, to be expected with how weird the, the release of this game has been. It's it's truly a bizarre story that's been going on here.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, there were some reports that maybe it had some kind of cryptocurrency mining built yeah. into it. Was that ever confirmed? So
2: in uh, – ja- sorry, go ahead, James.
1: I was just going to say my impression was that there's a lot of factors that make it seem like crypto – but there's no smoking gun as far as that goes?
2: Exactly, yeah. Uh, as, as far as like the release and, and everything, uh, I believe it was January, maybe in February, uh, when this game like appeared on the eShop all of a sudden. I think it was February. It All of a sudden, it appeared on the eShop for half a day or something like that and i believe a few people were able to download it uh but then sure enough it was pulled and everybody was like what the hell is going on here not only did this game not really get any sort of press before that initial release but it hasn't really had anything you know on it since then no there's been no talk about it no updates the team is like super quiet about it their twitter is really quiet um so people after some digging yeah people started to come to the conclusion that somehow this game was being used to mine cryptocurrency through your switch and people that had downloaded the game, they were being cautioned and warned to, to delete it. And um, exactly what James said. There's no hard well, proof of this.
1: What they do have is the fact that it way overheats your Nintendo switch mm. after about 30 minutes of use, which is not great Also, the bandwidth it pulls is weirdly high.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like, I mean, it's not much of a stretch to say maybe this thing has a crypto miner in it if it's like a phone game or if it's uh, based on a phone game that had previously come out. Maybe they didn't know about it.
2: Well, the dev said that they were putting code that was similar to this mining technology in their game as a way for players. Yeah. Yeah. As a way for players to transfer items between one another. And fuck. Right? So and then the report says that due to like a sloppy removal of this code is why the system may run hot or you know, etc. etc. Um yeah Um, it's don't get me wrong it all sounds a little shady uh i i think
1: i think it's very possible that it's not a crypto thing and the developers made a gigantic colossal hilarious mistake in trying to implement blockchain into a switch game or like a video game that is unbelievably hard (laughs) And no offense, but you want a slightly more powerful rig for that than the Nintendo Switch.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. Would I, want... I buy ten to twenty thousand Mama coins? Maybe. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can be convinced.
1: I mean, if I was mining them for my own purposes and my own personal enrichment, sure. Put a crypto miner in there, by all means. But, like, <laughs> if I'm binding it for some corporate asshole, then no, forget that. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Liquefy my Switch. I don't give
0: a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess you haven't played enough of it to really know if it's. A well, again, thing you know, that talking, you about your all eyes this, on.
2: talking about all this crypto stuff and then uh, thinking back to my earlier comments about how this shit really seems like a mobile game. Man, it's. I don't know. It's it's just such a weird story. It's it's such a weird thing that's been happening, and, and I know it's just cooking mama, like who really cares, but I don't know. It's bizarre.
1: Well, I'll tell I'm you curious one. to see... Go ahead, James. I was just going to say, I'll be really curious to see how this shakes out and whether or not it is just like the first rat running from the from the mines, so to speak, <laughs> and it's just like every third game on the Switch ends up being a crypto mine because uh, it, th- this is a bit of a sidebar, but people have done a little bit of research, shopping around, investigation, and the games that get onto the Nintendo Switch eShop aren't exactly being put through a rigorous quality control no, oh, no, the process.
2: Fucked. They're fucked, yeah.
1: You you can look at amazing YouTube videos being like, this is the worst game in the Nintendo Switch at the moment. And it'll be like some of the most empty-headed, vile, unbearable dog shit you've ever like picked up a controller to try to navigate. And that seems like fertile ground for Bitcoin fuckery is Straight what I'm up. saying. Man, know, it's these,
2: true. Yeah, these sick fucks, they'll, they'll put their games on sale for 10 cents. And then of course a uh, hundred thousand people buy them and they shoot up to the top of the list of like most popular games. And then when they go back up to fucking $10 or whatever, people are actually paying for that shit. It's insane. The, the, the e-shop needs a complete rework, much stricter guidelines as far as uploading your games. Cause yeah, it's, it's almost an endless sea of shovelware bullshit. I mean, I've definitely noticed that in, even in my inbox
0: with, code offers because you get you know hundreds if not thousands every month um and there's been a a big uptick especially in the last year of games that are uh either just on switch or on pc and switch as a combination Mm. um must be because of those blocking guidelines yeah just like steam yeah yeah so you guys ready for bunny day (laughs)
1: <laughs> no fuck fuck no
0: I'm fired
2: man. up man I'm ready to fucking unzip that motherfucker and see who's in there root around you know
1: Yeah, watch. string him up like a piñata S- just, just, just beat S- his ass till the candy
2: comes out so watch the special item be the suit if you craft all the items <laughs> he's, just, he, he's gonna unzip himself and just give you the suit so who's in there that's the question well, in the group chat, somebody did make a good uh, a point about how Tom and, and Zipper are never seen together. Yeah. But, I mean, a lot of characters are never seen together, so. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's not compelling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair. Fair. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe like a classic character, you know? Um, yeah. Maybe I think that like... Zipper
0: is just part of his anatomy. I don't think it's yeah. a suit. Right, like you unzip that thing and there's organs spilling out. Yeah, yeah, there's
2: a beating heart.
0: (laughs) Don't get me wrong, I want to unzip it. Yeah,
1: yeah, oh yeah, just to see his little
0: bunny spine. You can just like,
1: "Ah, you poke at it and then he screams and you know, it's a whole thing.
0: (laughs) Just anything to stop the constant whooshing of the balloons overhead. Yeah, the
2: the balloons are getting annoying because man, I just my OCD will not allow me to let them pass. I know it's just an egg, but I can't let it pass.
1: This is going to fuck you up a little bit. Sometimes it's a DIY recipe. I'm
2: oh, gonna... yeah, but I've I've got those. Yeah. Yeah, those have been done for a couple days now.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's it's a good, good game.
2: Very good game. There's going to be a fishing event coming up around the 12th as well. Um, Ooh. Get ready for that. Yeah. Um, I think that there's one more event in April as well. It's just so goddamn charming.
0: Like everything about it, the way uh characters look when they're doing the little delight emote clapping mm-hmm. to you know the look on your character's face when you're fishing. Man, it's it's just oodles of charm. And it never gets old. It's it's crazy how many celebrities and
1: like comedians and authors and like Twitter people I see online who are like I'm buying Animal Crossing. I'm like, of oh, course you are. Mm-hmm. Because you're a human being with you guys' access to money in a Nintendo Switch. You're
2: going to do it. <laughs> and also, I feel like the game doesn't get enough credit for how good it really looks. I know it's, you know, it's pretty basic at times, but everything mm-hmm. looks really clean, crisp. You know, for the, the style that they're going for, they do a great job. And these sunsets in, the, in New Horizons are some of the nicest sunsets I've seen in gaming. They're gorgeous, yeah. they're so good, yeah, the lighting effects they're like surprisingly good. Hmm. I love the way the street lamps look at night, and you know the way the way light bounces off of leaves and trees and stuff like that, like everything looks really, really nice, but- so
1: this is a quick aside, just something fun i I feel like getting out in the world. I bought everything up to getting a basement in my house, mm. And that last loan, once you get the basement installed, is two and a half million bells. Now, Jesus. this is very important. Tom Nook is never getting that money. No, because there's no more upgrades, so I have no incentive to pay it back.
2: No, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's just—he's just not profit—he's not profit off. motivated, guys. No.
1: no, he's not at all. So he's never getting that money.
2: But see. So you're not too familiar with Animal Crossing, right? This was your first Animal Crossing game. Yes. Okay. So spoilers, if you don't pay it off, the last one, this is when Tom actually starts to come after you. So you can choose. That's exciting. Yeah, you can choose to not pay it off, but like he will fuck your shit up if you don't.
1: That I I mean I love this idea. (laughs) I'm
0: I'm super into the idea of Tom Nook. He just becomes my door down. Yeah. Yeah. Just Is taunt he... him with it. Keep going into the resident building and, and ask him about your home. just constantly. Pay zero dollars of the loan. Just keep asking him about expanding. See what he says.
1: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like... I like buy renovation and landscaping projects from him while not paying any money off of my loan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I just need 70,000 dollars to move my house and build a ramp. But no, you can't have a cent. Sorry. (laughs) The money isn't there.
2: Speaking of moving properties, I did find... one. There's a couple things that annoy me with the game. The fact that you can't craft multiple items at the same time. Yeah. Uh, And a couple days ago, I discovered something that really bothered me. I needed to move uh, my tailor just a few spaces uh, to the north. But because the shop was already there, I couldn't place the like the moving kit. So if you want to move your places like a foot over or a couple feet over, mm. yeah, just be aware that it it's it's you got to do it twice, yeah. Fuck.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's not great, but th- that's you know what? That's one note that I want them to I wish they would fix and I know they probably won't. Is that I wish that you could walk around with the like the square where where the thing's gonna go, and just move with it and line it up nice, because you just sort of have to fucking guess. Oh, a grid. And you put it down.
2: Oh, yeah, that that's another thing. The outdoor grid. There's there's none of that.
0: <sighs> yeah, I I mean honestly, you should just be able to go into home designer mode outside.
2: I that's, that's what I'm saying. Why is that not over? a thing? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. That why is that not a thing? It works so well when you're in your home.
1: I did move my house up to the top level of the island to have easier access to the sunrises and sets. Swanky. Yes,
2: that's cool. I'm living down Um, by the beach at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Lazy living. I I did have a neighbor, Renee, and I just kicked her out. I didn't kick her off the island, but I moved her place way deep into the woods, man. She started getting sassy. Every time I'd come up to her, she was talking shit. She'd be like, Oh, Rhett, what are you doing here? Or, or sure running into a lot, a lot of you today. And you must be stalking me or something like that. She said something about me, like following her around or something like that. I don't know. Sass. So I fucking moved her into the deepest part of the woods. We'll see if that nice. sort of passive aggressive, you know, uh, Island planning pays off. I mean,
1: You could basically just, like, report them and be like, yeah, they're kind of not cool, and then they'll just leave. Fair.
2: Fair.
0: I do like the passive-aggressive method, though. That's really what I think I'm looking for in a resident representative. Yeah. Is somebody who's just gonna, you know, up and move my house into the middle of the woods She's deep in the woods. And, and you man.
1: have to get the permission to do it too. So yeah. they were like, "So are, are we good to go to move it to like the middle of nowhere?" And they're like,
0: <laughs> "Oh yeah, all right, sounds good. <laughs> it's it's among nature. Come on, Renee. Yeah, it'll be yeah. good. I'm gonna plant sixty
1: trees right in front of your doorway so you can't go anywhere. <laughs> sounds like
0: just a fence plan, them in.
2: Actually. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like fence all the way around the house. Problem solved." Apparently, it works on uh, Zipper. Apparently, you can build a fence around the bunny (laughs) and keep him in. And he won't leave. Like, ever? Wow, I don't know. (laughs) Does he just go
2: fully postal at some point? Yeah, that's when he fucking unzips the suit and you see he's got two semi-automatic <laughs> machine guns in there. Oh my god. Yeah. The carnage. <laughs>
0: uh yep, that's going to be a news story in I don't know, a few weeks. Animal Crossing's ESRB rating has been changed from E to M. Yeah. For uh
2: gun graphic violence. violence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, blood, gore. I mean, and foul language, of course. Foul language was added to the game if there's going to be a <laughs> massacre.
1: I mean, if you could make custom art, floor art, wall art, and like you could do like a four-part one that's just like the the cover of Scarface, mm. and just put that on the ground, <laughs> and be like Tony Montana or whatever, with his <laughs> machine gun,
0: and you're like, yeah, that's right. I did this, did this to your game, Nintendo. What are you gonna do? I do like that anytime you're doing anything that potentially connects to online, it gives you pages and pages and pages of encouragement to not do that thing that you're thinking about doing right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We know you badly, desperately crave in the night the ability and the agency to make your island into a giant cock. Oh, yeah. We're asking you not to.
2: (laughs) Speaking of cravings, uh I've seen a few really creative <laughs> meth labs uh cooked up in Animal Crossing. A lot of people are utilizing their basements um to to uh, mimic like the Breaking Bad meth lab or uh I don't know, the meth lab they worked at. Um yeah, yeah so like,
1: this, this is just like my own <laughs> personal meth lab.
2: Yeah. Uh
0: so that's we cool, talking man. about red. I just recreated my bedroom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so so do you think anybody's made the tiger kings park Mm. out of their island
2: yes somebody did (laughs) i saw yeah i definitely saw a picture of this on twitter there's a little tiger statue i've got one of them in my place but yeah a dude he got one and then he bought like 20 of them and uh yeah he he was the tiger king oh that's beautiful yeah
1: (laughs) beautiful and kind of gross but that's the show (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's how we roll. Um beautiful and kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah, I can live with it. I can live with it if you guys can.
2: Oh, that, that could be the title it, of the podcast. It, beautiful and kind of gross. Yeah. There's been a few things
0: that I've I've thought that could be the subtitle for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um if you guys want to talk about some news? I got a couple of things I, I pulled that might be worth chatting about. Yeah it's relevant? Yes, please. Uh, Delay Central continues. Uh, most recently, it was Iron Man VR and The Last of Us 2. <sighs>
2: yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely get to The Last of Us, but Iron Man VR, I don't know if this is on many people's radars, but Iron Man VR is looking really, really cool. And I'm upset yeah. that this one has been delayed because it is coming to PSVR. Um, and, and yeah, it looks awesome. Like it looks there have been a few superhero VR games, uh, a couple really bad Spider-Man ones, a Batman one that's very short, but uh, pretty well received. Uh, but this Iron Man game, like it looks to be like the first, maybe not like triple A, like Half-Life Alex, but uh, it certainly looks to be like the next step forward for superhero VR games. And I'm sad yeah. that it's delayed, man. I'm really sad.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's on anybody's radar, but um Based on, I haven't played it, but based on what I read, it's a lot more full-featured than you would think. Mm-hmm. It's not just flying around and, you know, shooting arc blasts at people yeah, and yeah. stuff. There's there's a little bit more going on, which is kind of cool. On the front of The Last of Us, I gotta assume that they just don't want to put out an apocalypse game when maybe we're <laughs> facing the apocalypse a little bit?
1: Yeah. And so there is no release date presently, which is ha- has some people a tiny bit worried, as they should be. Like, it's coming up at some point. But like, fuck, that's not what
2: it was a week ago. Indefinitely is a shitty word. It's a very shitty word. Especially in these yeah. times, you know, when everything is indefinitely.
0: Um, I mean, I do know people who have played it and played it substantially. Like, it, it is a full game. It's not... Uh, just smoke and mirrors and it's not actually done um, i'm pretty confident that this is a
2: delay for marketing purposes i was like am i an asshole for saying that maybe they're taking the game a bit too seriously and they need to just release it because i mean as far as like if they think that they're going to lose sales i don't see why that would happen i know that there's a good chunk of people that uh like to get physical but amazon is still delivering and for the vast majority of people at a time like this i think that they would be okay with just going digital Mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm just like i I, I don't know is it as a counterpoint
1: um and this 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 speaks to what you you said about uh hurting sales there has been kind of a trend recently of people not wanting media in their lives that they have to think too hard about Mm. or that reminds them of what's happening outside Mm. their doors. Mm. And so there is actually some grounds for them making a marketing decision and putting this back until the world's less on fire. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, people do need distractions, even if those distractions are overly familiar. Mm. And I think, I think it would still land, but I do feel like sales would suffer somewhat because of the circumstances, and they're not necessarily
0: wrong for putting it back. Mm. I mean, Troy Baker has been out there, uh, him being the voice of Joel, saying that this game goes places, and it's it's going to mess with people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I could see them just not wanting to touch that while it's it's such a hot topic. I mean, they didn't they didn't move Ghost of Tsushima from June, mm-hmm. so it could be, I mean, I'm hoping it's yeah. just a content thing. Yeah, no, that they no want to plague. hit, they wanted to hit for the right reasons. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I'm totally with that. If it's a content thing, for sure. But if it's a sales issue, if they're worried about that, I mean. Again, even even if sales are impacted a bit, okay, so those people will get the game at a later time. If there's somebody that wants the game and they don't want to get it now for one reason or another, they will get it at a later time, no doubt about it. And, yeah, but... I, and I think back, though, to The Last of Us 1 when they did a remastered version of it and sold the game all over again. You know that PS5 version's coming, boys. You know it. Mm.
1: Yeah, but they, like... Uh, the marketing departments and the, the top guys, the boardroom people, they really lean hard on that first week sales. Fair. And if they're under the impression that it's even going to take like a 15% dip. Yeah. They're, they're going to, they're going to hold their cards.
2: That's fair. And it's naughty dog in the last of us, you know? So yeah, they, they do have I the mean, cards and they can do what they want pretty much. Yeah.
0: It's going to slay whenever it comes out. Yeah. 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 Um, And last but not least, Brett, you wrote about this. Resident Evil 8 details
2: leaked. I didn't
0: read your story, so what's the deal?
2: Yeah, so there has been uh, this, like, known Capcom leaker that has been taking to Twitter for the past couple weeks, and he's been slowly, like, drip-feeding details on the new Resident Evil. And over the past couple days, we finally got, like, some specific stuff. Uh, He said that they're going to be announcing it soon, and it's going to be a pretty heavy departure from the series. Uh, we will be playing as Ethan Winters again. So the same uh, protagonist from RE7. Uh, and this time they're saying that we're going to be going to some like desolate, snowy mountain uh, cabin kind of setting. Where there's going to be like werewolves and zombies. And yeah, it's it sounds cool. Honestly, it sounds cool. It does sound like a big departure uh but first person again so i'm sure it's going to feel a lot like re7 um but yeah that's that's what's been coming out so far uh again the guy said that we should be getting an announcement pretty soon but i mean you know with with what everything that's been going on who knows when companies are going to do what these days and yeah i'm good for them
0: i mean capcom can do no wrong right now like basically everything they come out with and or have come out with in the last few years has been a massive hit.
2: Isn't it funny the 180 that they did with this series? Re5 was RE5 good, I liked it, but it was definitely received uh, what with a lukewarm response, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, and then Re6, I think that that was just fucking panned pretty much universally. Oh, yeah, um, so isn't it funny how in what only. Five years or so four or five years they've taken a franchise that people were like oh that shit's dead and buried and they've completely done a 180 they've remade two of their games now into like some of the best games we've had in the past few years and now with this re8 announcement not not an announcement but with this leak and with the potential where this game could go uh man the franchise is fucking banging right now like it's a good time to be an re fan and not even just the
0: Resident Evil franchise. Anything Capcom touches right now yeah. is just gold. Like Monster Hunter went yeah. enormous. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, um, Some would argue
1: that Street Fighter has not taken the best possible direction with SF five, but
2: that's yeah, kind of that's, a matter of that's fair. debate.
1: I'll, they um they they're going that nickel and dime you to death route with uh Street Fighter. Also, the netcode for the multiplayer online is from what I understand not the best yeah it, it it sat in unplayability on ps4 for like 4 years until some guy figured out a fix in 35 minutes for the <laughs> pc version no. and then eventually capcom was like well i guess we could do that I'm like you
0: fucking clowns you fucks so i'll tell you what i think the inflection point was when they started to get good and street fighter 5 unfortunately is on the wrong side of this change and It's when they stopped making Dead Rising games. Yes. It was that Dead Rising 4. I wanted to love it so bad, but God, it sucked.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's really too bad, too, because the first one will always have a very, very special place in my heart. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, not to get too off topic, but I just remember doing that 14-day Survivor achievement. It's crazy. No, no, sorry, 7-day Survivor uh which is like each day is 2 hours so you have to play the game 14 hours straight and you can't like leave it because your health deteriorates uh on its own so you can't just you know lock yourself in a place and and stand there um yeah, yeah And you got to
0: get that zombrex mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. another yeah, but... game with a carlos that had a good head of hair
0: yeah that's yeah. true actually
2: yeah is it the same carlos It's Cap- man, it might be. Do we just- is there like a Capcom universe that we're-
0: Capcom cinematic universe? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like
2: it's
1: a- it's a- it's a- it's a CCCU, Capcom, Carlos cinematic universe. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: I want the RE game where Mega Man drops from the sky and starts lighting someone up with the X-Buster.
1: Oh, fuck off. That'd be so good.
0: I'd that's
2: it. that's a dope idea. I'd be super into that.
1: I mean, it would be the death of franchise integrity, like industry-wide. Oh yeah. If we just started doing like cameos and team-ups like that, like people would be like, "We just want this forever. We don't need any new shit." It, it, the whole industry would take like this weird five-year loop-de-loop ride that it would come out of on the other
0: side, completely different. But I would still love it. <laughs> Kind of. To be honest, it'd probably be like, was that last Marvel versus Capcom game universe?
2: Mm, yeah.
0: Where the cutscenes were so cringe inducing and the writing just went completely out of its way at every turn to have a Marvel character say the name of a Capcom character. Mm. It was like Wolverine's like, you got it from here, Mega Man. <laughs> And it didn't work at all. That game is
2: yeah, hot. Like JFC. Trash. JFC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple other points on uh, this Resident Evil 8 uh, leak, though. I should mention um, that it was revealed, or or th- this guy's saying that it's going to be revealed, that it'll be a cross-gen game. So PS4 or PS5. I'm not sure if it's going to be cross-platform. Uh, But he did say cross-gen, so PS4 and PS5 players will be able to play together, and uh, Xbox One and Xbox Series X. Uh, And then he also was talking about how there are going to be three stalkers in it as well. So uh, obviously similar to the Tyrant in RE2 and and the Nemesis in RE3, uh, there's going to be like three of these things that follow you around in this one. Um, And he said specifically like there's going to be one that's more of like a trickster that likes to mess with you so they're not just going to be like ruthless, you know, smashing through walls and coming to kill you. Uh there's going to be like other elements, other themes I think being explored th- with this uh it's oh, yeah, awesome. It sounds cool. Sounds cool. If, if any of this is true. Yeah, I kind of
0: wonder if the current gen consoles especially are like a limitation for what they can do yeah. with um you know something like Mr. X or the Nemesis just because they can't be running super serious AI all the time while he's nowhere near you.
2: Yeah. That's a really good point, though. Yeah. It's, that's crazy to think that, uh, yeah, in, in, uh, in the future with these, with these PS5 and Xbox Series X games. Um, it's just crazy to think that like the worlds will be, the worlds will be revolving when you're not there. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. with, with these, teraflops now. It's just crazy to to think what these uh, systems are going to be doing.
0: This will be viciously out of date by the time this podcast comes out, but tomorrow, apparently, uh, Xbox is sounds like going to just reiterate the specs of their console. Phil Spencer? And talk about games, I guess? I don't know. Yeah, They're going to do a thing tomorrow.
2: I swear I've seen the same article come out of Microsoft and like Phil Spencer ten times in the past couple weeks the same uh, it's the well same. the
0: news this time is it's called the series x mm-hmm. um it's the most powerful console ever and it looks like a router 12 teraflops 12 so
1: teraflops. <laughs> maybe skip this one is what you're saying maybe maybe sit this one out <laughs>
0: they did say games so maybe they're oh, gonna okay. talk about games will be on games. the system thank fuck i was so
1: concerned mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. i am a little bit honestly Yeah, they haven't said shit about what they're working on, and basically everything Xbox Game Studios has touched lately has been delayed massively or just not been that great, like Bleeding Edge.
2: Ooh, yeah,
0: yep,
1: that sure was a video game. Yeah,
0: barely. (laughs) They just pushed Wasteland Three back to August or something.
1: Oh,
2: yep.
0: Weird time, guys.
2: Very weird living time. Living in strange right? times. Yeah, like when's it gonna end? I hate to say it, but man, it's it feels like it's been going on forever, and we're just getting started.
1: It's been it's been less than a month since it got really serious. Yeah, I, I know, um, right? And
2: it it feels like it's been longer than I don't know. Just me, at least, it feels like it's been longer than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's truly a strange time we're living in.
1: Yeah. Well here's the deal. If we want to get out the other side of this thing, mostly intact, we kind of have to hang out in our homes
0: for a while longer. Mm -hmm. Well, I got some great news then, because just go and pick up Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, Resident Evil 3, Animal Crossing, Doom, and Half-Life. And you're probably set for a good, like, thousand hours between those games.
2: And don't forget a copy of RBI Baseball 20 on sale now. Yeah,
0: pick it up and uh, toss it just out the window. set your Coors Light down <laughs> on top of the disc immediately.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yelich, Yelit, Yelich looks good on the disc. It makes makes for a good coaster. All right. Did we lose red? Did we? Hello, no. hello. No. You cut, you cut out for a hot second, I guess. Oh, did it? Did, oh, okay. I was just saying Yelich looks good on disc. Makes for a good coaster. Yeah, man. Uh, well, that's going to do it for us here at Press X, the podcast.
0: This has been episode 3.7. Seventh episode of 2020. Thank you very, very much for listening. We've been the fellas from COG Connected, Rhett, James, and myself. I'm Paul. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Stay the F home and play some games. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.